This is the Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening, nice to be here. My name is Vinny White. I'm on for an hour with a news crepe. A flat-rolled comedy pancake with lumps of fresh news and opinion drizzled with imperfections uh, served up with almost no hint of professionalism. The Vinnie White Show. You can text us on 71010 and you might be able to call us if I get time to squeeze you in. 416-872-1010. How are you? Are you? That's lovely. Um... Amanda Capito will come and join us. Actually, I think she's feeling a bit lazy, so she's going to do it on the phone. But uh, So we'll have a little chat with her later on with our regular feature on Newsy Poos. And we'll just take a light-hearted little wander through the fields of news, holding hands and skipping. Because, uh, as always, it's all good out there. It's not, actually. But, um, you know, let's try and concentrate on the good stuff. Because it's Sunday and it's a bit cold. Uh, I think... You might notice, actually, Pat, you can see me. Mine looks, does it look like I've got a food baby? A little bit. A little yeah. bit more than usual. Oh, thank you. That's a lovely way of putting it. Um, yeah, I've got a food baby. I went to Greek town today and I had the Greek potatoes, which were amazing, like flat home fries covered in feta cheese. <sighs> and then I had uh, a shrimp salad with big, hunky, pan-fried shrimp. Well, as hunky, I'm not, I mean hunky as in size, not sexually hunky. I'm not attracted to shrimp. Um, and uh, some other stuff. I rolled out there. That sounds awesome. I'm starving all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was lovely. And I had to, um, it, was, it was quite mild today, so or it was anyway. So I was on my motorbike and I, I realised that I looked proper like a biker afterwards because I had the biker belly, which I've never had before. Um, but I can't shake it off. I'll keep you up to date on it. Next week, I'm sure I'll be back to my Brad Pitt physique. Brad Pitt around the turn of um, Snatch. Not today's Brad Pitt. The best Brad Pitt. In my mind. Um, Australian news. We'll start with that. The most Australian man in the world has been found. He was located in Brisbane, Queensland. It was the early hours of Thursday. His name, Daniel McDonnell. A mullet-sporting, singlet-wearing man of about 30 with some of his teeth missing. He was lying in bed. He said his wife heard a car crash in the neighbouring fish and chip shop. Uh, It turned out it was a drunk dude that ploughed his car into the fish and chip shop right next to Daniel McDonald's house. And that fish and chip shop, not a very robust building, it kind of collapsed around the car. Uh, He is a legend. He has to be heard to be believed Ladies and gentlemen, I give you, from this week's news, the most Australian man in the world. Daniel, good morning. What happened? Oh, well, it's really quite funny. I was, I was in bed sleeping at uh, 2 o'clock this morning. My wife comes in and says, oh, the shop's been... Uh, someone ran into the shop. And I said, oh, what? So I jumped out of bed and all I had was my undies on and I've walked out the front and I've seen uh, the car smashed and I've seen the bloke walking back to the car and so I've walked outside and I said oh what are you doing mate like you can't be leaving the scene and he goes don't be a hero mate and I said I'm not trying to be a hero but the police are coming and he just decided he'd scoot up the road and I just said nah it's not going on like that mate so I jumped in my car and I started chasing him up the road and then he went down a side street and then the police were coming and I flashed him and sent them off in the direction of him but mate all I had was me jocks on I was chasing him up the street and I'm just like mate 
Like... Because you, cause you told me that this is your mate's shop yeah, and you didn't want him to get away. Yeah, no, no. It's, it, well, me mate's mum's had this shop for, like, 40-odd years and uh, look at it. Look at it. it whoa. It's a mess, isn't yeah, it? Uh, beyond a mess. Oh, like, words, words can't explain how it is, mate. Like, now, Daniel, you managed to put some pants on in the meantime. Yeah, mate. It's like... good to hear. <laughs> Do you feel like a hero? Oh... Uh, not really. It's it's just something you've got to do for the community, mate. It's like you look after your mates and your mates will always look after you. There you go. Good attitude. There you go, guys. Daniel, quite the Australian hero here this morning. As for the owners of the fish and chip shop, well, they are insured, but there is a big mess to clean up this morning. Oh, wouldn't you like to live next door to yeah, Daniel? Awesome yeah. today. Daniel McDonald there, yeah, live from uh, the uh, report on a collapsed fish and chip shop in Brisbane, Australia. I love him. I love him dearly. I wish he was my neighbour. I would love to share a beer with him. And you know he's opened many cans with his two remaining teeth. And I'm allowed to say that because I'm British and we have one of the worst dental records ever. So that's all right then. I've got the licence. So that was that. Meanwhile, in Wyoming this week, something else went quite viral. Uh, a tweet from the Wyoming police in a bid to repel that terrible thing that is drunk drivers. They, over the uh, holiday period, the Wyoming police tweeted, do not drive drunk. I will find you, I will arrest you, and I will make you listen to One Direction cover bands on the way to jail. Beautiful. So enough to actually put me off drink for life, that is. Um, I see, I know that when I say the words, frontal brump, that you're going to, I can't even say them, that you're going to tune out. So I'm going to tell you that something's coming that involves him, but honestly, it's quite funny. Honestly. I know. It's not, I know he's going to be the end of the civilised world and he's hiring bigots and racists. He doesn't like women unless they're naked. But, you know... Uh, there might be something we can dig out that's funny next. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening, my name is Vinnie White and this is the eponymously named Vinnie White Show. I forgot about Black Friday, I was just listening to those adverts. Black Friday is is looming. I thought we had it. Or have we not? Was it Friday? I thought it was this Friday. I, the reason I missed it this year is because I don't think anyone died in the uh, Hunger Games that is Walmart. Well, I know it was this Friday because on World Star Hip Hop, there was, of course, the Black uh, Friday fighting uh, videos, which are... How could they have come out if it wasn't Black Friday? Do they put it to hip-hop music, then, the, the genuine fights that happen? No, it's just world star hip-hop is just hip-hop and sort of fighting and, you know, uh, Instagram models and all kinds of stuff like that. Sports, it's got everything on it. And you saw footage of fights in Walmarts? Always, yeah. They are the go-to for, you know, people recording, you know, crazy stuff happening on the streets, yeah. which includes Black Friday mischievousness. I think I should rename it Stupid People Friday. I had no idea it was about, uh, came from Philly and was originally about after Thanksgiving traffic. They called it Black Friday because it was murder getting around town. 
Oh, is that right? Apparently. Uh, uh. Someone is probably going to call in and say that's absolutely wrong. Get but, on it, fact checkers. But I heard it. Seven ten ten. Why is it called Black Friday? And what? Well, here's a great question for you. What should we call it instead? Because Black Friday, I mean, it does conjure up some of the doom that is associated with mass marketing, materialism, consumerism, and idiots. But it doesn't do it quite the justice. Can imagine that being that guy, like you know, when you're fighting over a TV, and just as just as you're about to get punched in the face, do you think everything slows down? And you just think, it's, it is just a TV, isn't it? I think the second people start getting hurt, I think they're either going, this is not worth it, or they're completely forgotten why they're there, and now they're just in the fight. Yeah. But you said, what should they call it? You know what? Boxing Day. That's the. Oh. It's much more like Boxing Day than what See actual what Boxing did. Day is now. Oh, you genius. That's why you get paid the big bucks, eh, buddy boy? Hmm? Absolutely. Minimum wage. Happy times. Um... Seven ten ten. Uh, I presume we're too couth in Canada to have fights. We probably have an apology standoff. Yeah, I think so. I'm yeah. pretty sure they don't allow those big lines for people like to flood into the store all at once. I think you line up and they draw lotteries to let people in. Yeah, slowly but surely. I saw a fantastic photograph last year outside. It was a photograph of a wind mobile store, and there was one person lined up outside it. With a free cake in her hand. That's funny. <laughs> I think it said underneath, absolute bedlam in Canada. <laughs> anyway, um, let's move on to far more depressing things. But I'm just, I'm just about to say something about baubles, but now I'm getting paranoid that you don't know what a bauble is. I think in England we say bauble, but I don't think I've ever heard it in the 10 years I've lived here. Do you know what a bauble is, Pat? No, I've never heard it. Oh, a bauble is a, I think you'd probably call them Christmas ornaments in uh Canada. You mean like the bells and trinkets and things you hang on a tr- Christmas tree? Trinkets are a great word as yeah. well. Oh, I love that. It's almost slightly sexual as well, isn't it? I got really? My, well, it could be, you know. I got my trinket out. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Maybe you could hang a... Never mind. Um, the reason I bring up baubles, Christmas ornaments, things you hang on your tree, is they are a... They've invented and uh, marketing a Make America Great Again Christmas ornament, and they're truly wonderful, of course, and a logical and reasonable move for any millionaire that has recently won a presidency. Donald Trump has decided to bring out his own Christmas ornament, and it is his. It's a little model of the infamous red cap emblazoned with the words uh, that we're all fed up with, make America great again. I always thought that that would be better to say make America great because it's or at least specify when it was great. I never liked that, Make America Great Again. It's the modern-day version of Yes, We Can. Words so hideously non-specific, it would be pretty much the same if the campaign was Make America Bake Again. You can't be specific when you're trying to pitch to half the country. It's got you, If you just say Make America Great Again, it doesn't matter. It's my version of uh, the great. It's your version of great. It's anybody's version of great. Some people are in his side do think the great time was you know like jim crow segregation but a lot of them, i know they do a, some a of them are them now also, in the house yeah. also are just imagining like no it'll go back to like post-war uh expansion kind of thing industrial expansion that the u.s went through i just don't think it's long enough what about make america hate again stop progress make america wait again and then we'll all make america late again bit wordy bit wordy hmm 
the red cap collectible made of brass with a 14 karat gold finish is for sale on the Trump website for, have a guess, Pat. 14 karat gold. It's got to be... You're going to go too high. Don't concentrate too much on the on the gold because it is only a finish. Okay, so about a thousand, probably fifteen hundred bucks. Mate, it's a bargain at a hundred and fifty US. Oh wow! Get in. I really overshot it. It's still roughly two days of household income in the state of Kentucky, which he won. But there you are, just a hundred and fifty bucks because he's an anti-elitist man of the people. That would mean if you put the correct amount of Christmas ornaments slash baubles on your tree, you'd be in for about two grand, wouldn't you? Are you kidding me? 150 times, like, you got to get 60 on there before it's looking Actually, like yeah, a decent I've, I've tree. I've got a pretty scavy little tree there. That mine is a windswept tundra tree. Um, although, to be fair, he's not making a presidential salary, so, you know, times are tough for the billionaire this Christmas. There's a, about 3,500 reviews of the uh, Make America Great Again Christmas ornament on Amazon. Um Here's a few of them. Despite ordering a more reasonable ornament, this one arrived. I hung it in my tree, but it's so yowge, it has totally unbalanced my whole tree. No matter where I hang it, the tree just tends to lean to the far right. Uh, someone else wrote, uh, its small size makes it great for tiny hands to handle. Uh, someone wrote, my pussycat wouldn't even play with it. It just didn't grab her. Uh... Um, I quite like this one. It's very punny. Um, about the review, the review on Amazon for the uh, Make America Great Again Christmas ornament. While it's incessantly one note, White Christmas just got tiresome. Just wait, you'll be treated to other old-fashioned songs like Jingoism Bells. I saw three ships coming and sent them back to Syria. And if you're very lucky, you will hear, probably just across the wall, Feliz Navidad. That's quite good, isn't it? It's all right. You're not happy with that, are you, mate? Yeah. Was it too off? It was too weird, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. When I read it, I chuckled. And then recycling it, as all the good comedians do, I suddenly realised it was a bit crap. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think I quite like this one. Uh, After having adverts shoved down my throat for what seemed like years, this ornament appeared on my doorstep. I decided to give it a chance and put it on our tree. The next day, we had a surprise load of KK carolers. And I had to shoo them away with a broom. Then Ann Coulter showed up, dressed as Santa and asking for donations. I thought the money was for the Salvation Army. I had to shoo her away too, as the money was going towards a new version of Mein Kampf she's working on. Needless to say, I wasn't very impressed with this item. When I put it back in the package, I noticed another ornament at the bottom. It was a bobblehead of a white-haired man with a name tag reading Mike. And then there was a knock at my door. It was Jason and Nicole from the local gay conversion summer camp. They asked me to come with them. I told them I wasn't gay. I proceeded to tell them that if I was gay, they, then electroshock therapy wouldn't cure me. Quickly sent this away in a time machine to 1902. It's a bit wordy, isn't it? Yeah, too impressed with himself for knowing all those references. Yeah, too much. Lost interest halfway through. I do this to make myself look better. Like, if you do other people's crap comedy, and then you come up with something half decent, it makes you look good. Absolutely. That's why all my Perfect friends system. are fat and ugly. We'll join uh, Amanda Capito next when we come back on News Talk 1010. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Someone texted him, they said, I think it's called Black Friday because the deals put you in the black and out of the red. Which is quite logical, but I don't think that's the case. 
I had an argument this week. That was weird. Because um, I own a business called MrPhotoCanvas.com. And someone walked in and they wanted a canvas print. I do 50% off if you pick it up. And I always have. Because I can't be bothered to go to, you know, UPS or whatever and wrap it all in brown paper. And then, obviously, someone's going to drop it. And so... Uh, so I, I really can't be asked. So as an incentive, I get people to come in and pick their cameras up. Plus, I'm quite a sociable dude. So when you order a print from MrPhotoCanvas.com, you get 50% off if you pick it up. Plus, you pay on pickup. Now, I know this sounds like an ad, and in some senses, I suppose it is. But I think that's quite generous as an offer goes. And this woman said, what can you do for me? And she was standing opposite me. So it's not like it was, you know, the alienation of over email. She said, what can you do for me this week? Because it's Black Friday. And I said, well, I could give you 50% off and give you the opportunity to pay on pickup, which is what I'm going to give you and which is what I always give you. And uh, she said, yeah, that's not really good enough, is it? Now, I take offence at that because I think that's quite good. So I was like, because I'm sarcastic. So I said, all right, I'll give you a glass of water. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) She took offence at that and said, I don't want a glass of water. And I said, well, I haven't got a license, so I can't exactly knock you up a whiskey, can I? And she said, I, I think you're being very hostile. And I said, I think I'm being comedic. And she said, oh, well, I'll take my business elsewhere and walked out. Now, as a business owner, I messed that up, really, didn't I? But then, every now and then, doesn't know to lose a couple of idiots, does it? Do you really think the person who only came in on Black Friday to a place that already offers 50% off is really going to buy much of anything? No. People who buy, buy things on Black Friday, I, get over yourselves and just be, uh, just not buy these things. It's not worth it. She did show me a picture on her phone. It was a picture of her husband. And I, I as she walked out, I nearly said, he wouldn't look good on canvas anyway. And yeah. I thought, Vinny, shut up. That would have been funny. You already lost it. You may as well. <laughs> I noticed you weren't on the canvas. <laughs> you wouldn't want to spread that thing around the world, would you? Oh, sorry. No, I'd leave it now. She was very... Lovely, probably. No, she wasn't. See, that's this. I wouldn't have done that 10 years ago. That's, that's Canadian. That's my Canadianism. That really pisses me off. She was an idiot, all right? Some people are idiots. She probably wasn't a nice person. She probably drowns cats. That might not be a fact, but she probably does. Now, from one arse to one absolute beauty, here is Amanda Capito. Hello. <laughs> Hi, what an intro. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, I think this is sarcasm, but someone just texted and said, Vinny, do you have a website for your photo business? <laughs> have, I not mentioned, have I not mentioned it before? You you get another. Yeah. In case that isn't sarcastic, which I'm sure it is, mrphotocanvas.com. Hello, darling. Why aren't you here? I was in Maple today, which is where I grew up. So spent the day at home and just getting back downtown now. It's not the same. I miss you a little bit. Oh, I'm here. I'm here through the magic of technology. Are you stroking your rabbit? And that isn't a euphemism. No. Because <laughs> you, you do have a pet rabbit, for those that are listening that are confused by that comment. Where, where is your rabbit currently? Yeah, in my apartment, yes. <laughs> mm, it's a lovely rabbit, very fluffy. All right, on to more uh, pressing journalism, I think. Um, I would like to talk to you. Well, perhaps you could t- explain to me a new story that circulated this week. It's about car theft, but it's about a lot more than car theft. Fill us in. Yes, so York Region Police busted an auto theft ring. Now, this story came out on Friday, yeah. so 
in case you missed it over the weekend, I just, you know, uh, my eyes was drawn to it. So they've stolen $5 million worth of cars, which is a lot. And they were essentially stealing cars that people were leaving, warming up on their driveways. So just off the bat, that seems to be like, you know, we all got to smarten up about warming up our cars in the driveways. Like, yeah. it's already, we're already so privileged to have cars that warm up so quickly. And like, to be warming them up in advance, I just think it's a bit over the top. Yeah, for those it's listening been... outside Canada that don't understand what you're talking about, this country is so evil in its temperatures <laughs> that in January and February, when your nasal hair is freezing, the last thing you want to do is get into a cold car. So, And I genuinely understand this. It sounds like it's, people are being very pompous. But you need it or your little bits and bobs are going to fall off. So people go out, they start their cars, and then they um, give it, what do you give it, about 10 minutes, let it warm up? And then yeah, you... 10, 15. Yeah, and so during this period, these guys have been stealing these. So how did they manage to catch this huge ring then? Well, it's been over a course of time. So they kind of had leads. So these, they actually started the thefts in late 2015. They had their first lead in March. And so they've been kind of following. And now they realize, like, this, this ring has actually grown. They've been trying to break people out of jail. They've been doing a ton of other stuff, too. But what I found to be the most interesting was that they stole a trailer tractor full of Nutella. So now <laughs> they're based in Vaughan which we're known for having a lot of Italians, mm. me being one of them. Yes, indeed. People being where I grew up, yep. which is in Vaughan. And I know, know so that you love a bit of Nutella because you're always going you on know about it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> this is ironic. Like, I don't know if they knew the Nutella was in the back, but I have to believe they did, you know? That stuff's not cheap. They probably did. It's expensive. Yeah. And now with the personalized cans that you can get too... Anyway, yeah, I, I don't just... think theirs were personalised, being that they stole. <laughs> what do you think they'd stamped on every one? Thief one, thief two. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> so what anyway, happened with so it? Needless to say that I've been accused of being part of the ring. <laughs> Fact. I'm from Vaughn and I have a love of Nutella. <laughs> apparently, I, as well I, as... I the... was not, for it, the record. Yeah. Um, apparently, as well as Nutella and cars, they've done alcohol e-cigarettes, car parts, firearms, and... And cocaine, I think, too, right? Oh, cocaine, heroin. <laughs> um, in fact, they must just go... Like, the bloke at the top, his name is Balwinda Dhaliwal. I like cars, drugs, kidnapping, alcohol, e-cigarettes. But you know what I really like? Italian chocolate-based spread. <laughs> you know? <laughs> there's so much... There's hazelnuts in there. It's good for you. Yeah, which, by the way, I take umbrage with the fact that you call it Nutella because because there's nuts in there, it should be called Nutella. Wait, well, I don't know. What do I say? Nutella. You, say, you said Nutella. Nutella. I don't know. Say now it without thinking about it. it. What was stolen from the back of the truck? Nutella. See? Should be Nutella because of the nuts. <laughs> you people have polluted this language we gave you. You've disgusted me. You make... You make that accusation at least once a month. I know. It's, <laughs> it's coming across. It's just tipped with racism nowadays. Um, <laughs> so police have found two firearms and about 200 grand's worth of cash. Some of it was buried in his backyard, like the ringleader. <laughs> he buried it in his backyard. Surely, know, as a criminal... Like they, need, they need to make a movie about it. Yeah. Like, that's, there's actually an expression, don't mess in your own backyard. That applies to hiding money, you muppet. <laughs> <laughs> um, some oh. Nice cars, though. Apparently, they got a Ferrari. Uh, actually, I think they got a Ferrari. They also got a Lamborghini. 
And they're not cheap. Yeah, and then they were like stripping the cars and giving them to criminals to drive. So the only things that are mentioned in this are Nutella, Ferrari, Lamborghini. Now product placement. <laughs> also, are you sure? It doesn't sound like it, but that sounds like an Italian to me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I won't speak on behalf of the mob, you know. They... <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else for us? No, you tell me. What's up with you? man called the police to report an ex-girlfriend for overfeeding a hamster. What? Yeah, this came out this week. A series... On purpose? On this purpose? happens quite a lot. A lot of the time, the police and ambulance and just fire service get so fed up with people phoning up for stupid reasons. They release, in a comedic way, what's gone on that year... And one of them is apparently a guy in, I think it was London, Ontario, uh, phoned up and said that his ex-girlfriend is evil and he wants something done about it because, quote, she's overfed my hamster and it looks like a fat little pig. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. He rang the police for that one. I mean, part of me thinks, is he concerned about the hamster? Like, is the hamster's health in question or are we really just, not getting creative with ways of getting back at your girlfriend. Yeah, does he just want the the person on the phone to go, yeah, your girlfriend's evil and rubbish? Yeah, yeah is he just looking for validation or is the health a real concern of the hamster? Other time-wasting calls included a woman who rang to say she'd been sold an overspiced hamburger, a man who tied his finger into a overflowing toilet with a shoelace, a call asking police to come and catch a spider, uh, a woman who claimed she had been overcharged at a supermarket, and one person even called to report an overly friendly dog. What? So I presume he said, I've been licked too much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think some people just get so upset, like getting overpriced at the supermarket. They get so upset, they just don't know who to call. They just call the police because they're so mad and they don't know who else to call. So I get it. In fairness, I was in Loblaws at the cheese counter where I frequent a lot of my time and I very nearly called the police. It's out bloody (laughs) rages. Cheese is always expensive, but it's so good. Oh, actually, a little hint for you, since we're talking cheese. I've recently moved to Kensington Market and there's a cheese place there and it's bloody amazing. I've forgotten what it's called. Do you know it, Pat? No? Do you know it, Amanda? No, I don't. And I'm sure there's a million cheese places. You should have come. You need to get the name now. Now I'm curious. Text in. What's that cheese place in Kensington Market? Because fellow cheese lovers, Europeans in general, or people that have attached themselves to not want that crap that they call cheese in North America, then you need to get yourself down to old Kensington Market. There's two cheese places and they're both equally as good. Well, the one of a kind show's also on and they've been selling some very nice cheeses as well, just for your information. And did you get any more onesies to add to your collection? (laughs) No, but I bought some other stuff. You know, I love these kind of I love these kind of shows that go on over the weekends in Toronto. Yeah, it's brilliant. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's always thank a pleasure, you. never a chore. I'm not going to take up too much of your time because I know you need to go to Betty Bice. <laughs> thank you. Have a great night. See you, love. Bye. Uh, speaking of cheese and Trump, ban pre-shredded cheese, says someone on text. Ban pre-shredded cheese. Make America great again. Yeah. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. I See, I don't know if this is true. I've got a text message here from that woman. Remember I said earlier there was a woman that came into my shop, MrPhotoCanvas.com, and had an argument with me. 
she's saying that, see, I don't know if I believe it's her, but if it is, she's saying, you were very rude to me. Okay, uh, text back on the same number, obviously, and tell me what you were wearing, because we could get a little thing going on now. Hmm? That's brilliant. I wouldn't have thought of that. See? Weeding them out. Text right now. Oh, yeah, you want to go somewhere? Let me fact check you in. Uh... A sneaky hack to get a free Starbucks every single day. If you drink Starbucks, and someone must do because they're everywhere, aren't they? When you're trying to cut back and save a little money, a pricey store-bought coffee is usually the first thing to go. If you own and register online your very own Starbucks card, card even, uh, your very own Starbucks card, you'll get a free drink on your birthday. And it's not just any old, you know, run-of-the-mill plain filter coffee. It's a no-holds-barred bells and whistles extravaganza of extra cream and vanilla shots or whatever you people put in those things. You may like your coffees stupid. They do sell stupid co- stupid coffees in, in Starbucks. Strawberries and cream frappuccino in a venti cup with four shots of espresso and some pumpkin spice stirred up with the eye of a lizard and the urine of a duck-billed platypus. I'm, I'm sure that's what they ask for, some people. Uh, Starbucks isn't my favourite company because they, uh, they love, a, love a tax haven. But um, if you want to get back at them for not paying their taxes, tax them in a whole new way. You see, online this week, one anonymous Starbucks barista, or as I like to call them, coffee makers, because that's what they do. Blokes that sell cars aren't called anything fancy. Car salesmen. Yeah. Yeah. So why aren't they called coffee salesmen? I, what does a barista mean, though? It's not an English word, obviously. It's Italian, I would assume. Is it Italian for coffee maker? Dear internet slash no, actually, I won't get the internet to it. I'll get our listeners, which are essentially Googling for me. Tons of Italians in Toronto will get it right away. Yeah. What does Barista literally translate as? And um, why do they get a special name? Uh, anyway, if you do get one of these cards, unfortunately, you do have to register it online. Online this week, one anonymous Starbucks barista is now claiming that one of his customers has figured out a way to get a free Starbucks every single day. The barista posted this on Reddit, and now it's spreading, and everyone's having a go. There's a man who comes into my Starbucks every single day and orders this horrible drink in an infuriating way. He's decided to purchase 365 Starbucks cards and registered every one of them online with a different birthday, so he gets a free birthday drink every day. But how much did the card cost? Doesn't say. Yeah, this can't work out profit-wise. He can't be ahead. According to the Starbucks card terms and conditions, while you may purchase as many cards as you like and register them all for the reward schemes, which includes a birthday drink, you may only have one account that is personal to you. So, in theory, I was going to say in law, but it's not really law, is it? By their terms. It's not exactly cast in stone. It's all a bit dodgy, but I wonder if you could get away with it. Have you had a go? Now I put it on the radio. I know who's going to be spitting in my coffee this week. Um, barista, Italian for struggling actor. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever did that's good. Oh, I love you. Why aren't you doing a radio show? That's way better than the crap I've come out with today. <laughs> yeah, screenplay writer. That's perfect. Um, 
That's better than any truth could be. Right, what was I going to do next? Uh, oh, I've got an idea. It's not mine, but I like it, okay? There's a guy, and he's come up with the best idea ever on what to do with some politicians, some of which we've talked about on this here programme. And I think we know what we're going to do. It's a space journalist, and he's called Richard Hollingham, and he makes the case for sending more than just astronauts into orbit. Not all astronauts are that interesting. They are brilliant scientists, they're brilliant engineers, they're brilliant pilots, but they're not necessarily that good at articulating what it's like being in space. There are some who are, Ron Garan, Chris Hadfield, Samantha Cristoforetti, Rusty Swikehart from the Apollo era. But even those, they explain what it's like to be in space, but we don't really get it. We can't really imagine what it's like unless we are there. And they talk about the idea of the world without borders. They talk about the idea where you can't see any boundaries on Earth. You can't see any conflict from space. But they come back and tell people that. It doesn't really get it over. So how about instead sending people who can do that? So musicians, artists, or how about world leaders? Why don't we send Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin to the International Space Station so they can look down on the Earth, they can see the whole Earth, they can see it as one globe, as one people, as, as one planet. Send the leaders of India, of China, of Pakistan, of, of Israel, of Europe, send them into space, they'll come back and that's the way you'd change the world. Absolute genius. And... You don't necessarily have to put enough fuel in the rocket. Save a bit of money, you know. I've decided recently to go on a sort of news cleanse. I decided to pick up a book. Because I, I, when you do this show and you work in radio, obviously you can't, although this will come as a shock to some of you, you can't do much unless you know what you're talking about. So I spend quite a lot of time reading the news. And if I'm completely honest, if I wasn't doing this job, I wouldn't read it nearly as much. And I think that's fair to say with everyone other than John Moore, who is ejects himself with news every day for as long as possible. He told me when he goes away on vacation, he always reads the New York Times. And I said, surely when you're sitting in a cottage, you must want none of that. And he said, I just cannot not have it in my life. And I think Kim Geddes, our news director, is the same as well. Probably why she's in that job. Um, but I've started reading books more since Trumpageddon. And I have to say, my life is so much richer. Yeah, yeah. of course. Reading's great. You want a good, uh, especially for you, it'll be a good book because it's all about England, A Spy Among Friends. It's the Kim Philby uh, story. Okay. How many pages? Familiar. It's about... Two, three hundred pages. Mm, it's about about two hundred too many, isn't it? Really, I love a big long book. <laughs> I like a pamphlet. Me, <laughs> no, I like a big. As long as it's, I couldn't do Lord of the Rings. I don't think. No, it's nothing like. It's like about spies from World War Two and Kim Philby, who became the head of British intelligence while being a Soviet spy the entire time. Oh, okay. It's tremendous. It's all about that British cl boys' club gentry kind of thing it's it's a phenomenal read and also it's got all these world war ii and cold war spy missions in it it's phenomenal it's like a history james bond it has albert r broccoli in it talks about him and how he was an actual sas guy and doing you know spy stuff it was uh, very interesting mm. i think you'll like it sold 
Since we're talking about sales, do you remember when you said you were going to come to my shop? I know, I always forget, but Christmas is coming up and I'll be a bad person if I don't get my mother something from uh, MrPhotoCanvas.com. I'll give it to you. You didn't have to do that, but it's welcome. I'll give it to you for free. You press buttons every week. No, I have to pay for it. I, couldn't, I can't accept a gift like that now. I couldn't possibly. Uh, to finish off the show, would you like to hear... I'll give you the reins on this one, Pat. Uh, unusual deaths... I'm going to. I could give you um, a number of deaths and ask you as a quiz whether they're real or not. Sure, that sounds fun. Okay, love a quiz. If you're interested in unusual deaths, go to unusualdeaths.com. Not kidding. <laughs> Since I've given up news, I've really, really expanded my mind. Unusualdeaths.com has a number of different deaths, and in the Canadian entries, I'm going to give you. A load of stories, and I want you to tell me if these are true or not, okay? Do you want the wacky music bed? Yeah, go on then. Is this a real unusual death? Did this happen in Canada? Killing oneself with a Bible. Franco Brun, a 22-year-old prisoner in Toronto, choked to death after attempting to swallow a Bible. Uh, yes? He's that... correct! Well done. That's... It's insane... <laughs> I also realised, having done the first one, that this is quite dark. Yeah, when you said strange ways people die, dark car was like, Jesus, Vinny, this is dark. <laughs> this is a new low. This was your Donald Trump alternative. Was yeah. Like, not not that, that sunshiny stuff, or I mean that depressing <laughs> stuff. We'll go with uh, the more fun stuff on strange people deaths. Well, why talk about the inevitable deaths that will happen in the Middle East when you can talk about actual deaths that have happened here? Much lighter. Actually, it's funny you should, we bring this up. Someone, there was a pub quiz I went to last night, or a trivia night in a pub. And one of the questions was, when did a particular, I can't remember who it was, when did, to the nearest year, a particular child get murdered? And I'm like, keep it light. Jesus, I know. better be a famous, famous kid. It was. I don't want to talk about it because it's a dark. Yeah. But it's like, it's a Christmas pub quiz, trivia night, and you're bringing that up. And now I've just realised that I'm doing it. <laughs> All right, did this happen or not? Um, did a tree worker accidentally snip his own safety line with a chainsaw? A 40-year-old tree worker was hanging from a tree branch attached by rope, cutting branches with a chainsaw when he accidentally cut the rope and fell down. I was an arborist as a child. I definitely have seen that happen. It's It certainly did happen. I'm afraid to say that is true. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually uh, the most... Uh, I think on a per capita basis, the most uh, lethal uh, job. Did someone in Ottawa, Ontario, taking a selfie, walk in front of a bus? Definitely. That's got Ottawa written all over it. <laughs> no! Are you kidding? From the dark mind of Vinnie White, that one, mate. Really? That's... And I know that because the reason I know that is because last week, if you care to listen to this show, uh, I mentioned there's never been a selfie death in Canada. Really? Yeah. Okay, so you know what? It probably has happened somewhere else. I bet there's been a few um, selfie hospitalizations. Uh, so to finish the show, Pat, can you give the name of that book you mentioned again, please? Um, a Spy Among Friends. If you fancy a good read, go for that. If you want cheese, thank you to the person that said that the cheese place that I was talking about in Kensington Market is indeed called Global Cheese. It's way cheaper than uh, Loblaws, and we love it. And uh, I think that's a bit of a wrap-up, really. What else do they need to know? 
MrPhotoCanvas.com. Oh, we've done. We've milked that, mate. It's 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 more milk than a deflated cow. Um, it's been a pleasure. It really has. I do like doing this show. Thanks so much for getting involved on the text messages and stuff. And I'll be back here again on uh, next week. All right. Take care. See you later. <laughs>